Pray with me now. Oh God, we love you and we thank you for the day and we thank you for the anointing upon our lives and the opportunity to be in worship and service unto you. Speak afresh in this place. Give us a word for this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, we've been talking last week, and I want to continue from that word that we found in Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, and I'll paraphrase it. It's Isaiah 26, verse 20 and 21. I won't read it, just paraphrase it. It says, hide yourself for a little moment. Verse 21 says this. He says that the earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. That's Isaiah 26, verses 20 and 21. In the Amplified Version, the last part of that section is, the earth will reveal the innocent blood shed upon her and will no longer cover her slain. I want to talk again from this theme, uh, wait it out, wait it out. This is part two, wait it out. And this is part two of wait it out. The prophet speaks to us. He lifts us up. He engages us in this, this kind of conversation. And he tells them that it's a season now that you're in the midst of or in, entering into. And that season is a season of refuge. It's a season to pull back, to withdraw. It's a season to get out of the street. It's a time when you are to go in, go into the chamber, close the door behind you, go into, enter into seclusion, if you will. It's a time to... Withdraw from normal affairs as much as you possibly can because something is coming on the street. Something indiscriminate is coming on the street. Something is getting about to happen. And this season that you're entering into, this season I believe we are into right now, as we take the prophetic word intended for Israel that season and a prophetic word that forecasts to a future season, I believe the wisdom of the prophecy can apply to this moment we are engaged in right now. And I believe the wisdom of the prophecy speaks of something that could have only happened in the midst of this pandemic and it's a revelation that has been as a result of the pandemic not a revelation to many of you but a revelation to the world at large and it's interesting to see how this is developing you need to hang in there for a moment because this season calls for us to open up our eyes afresh to withdraw, to be in the presence of the Lord, to pray, to be before God, to pray, intercede on behalf of the nation, to call out the name of the Lord. But this season also is revealing some things and God is doing some things. The season that we're in is a season to wait it out. We ought to wait, we ought to wait it out. And we ought to wait it out with expectation. It is not simply to sit back and wait, but it is to wait with expectancy, knowing that God is up to something, that the world is changing, and that that which is around you is no longer what it once was. I said to someone the other day that the world will end up in something different than what it was before March. It'll be a new normal. What that normal will be, we do not know, but we know it will not be anything like it was pre-March. The world has changed. Sports have changed. Politics have changed. People have changed. 
the eyes of people have opened in a fresh new way. And here the prophet speaks. He says, I need you to understand this. Number one, hold on to this. This is important. He says, I need you to get this word. Hidden saints will be rescued. Hidden saints will be rescued. The whole purpose of going back in this season now is so that God can rescue us. God can keep us from whatever is happening. Now, I need to tell you something. That doesn't mean that, that anyone who's not hidden is not rescued. God can keep you wherever you are. God can keep our first responders and a lot of our saints who are members of this church are member working on um, jobs that they have to go to work. I believe God can protect you where you are. He can keep you hidden where you are. I also believe we can be exposed wherever we are. That includes even the home. Just think of all the people in the nursing home were infected who were not leaving the nursing home. And still something was coming inside of their doorway. You know, the, the idea of being hidden is an important idea. The old hymn writer wrote that song, Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flow be of sin and double cure. Save me from its guilt and power. I, I, I like that. I like that. I, I, I believe God wants to hide us. The psalmist in Psalm 32 verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. We love to sing it. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. The Lord is a hiding place for the believer. The Lord is a hiding place. Jonathan said to David in 1 Samuel 19 verse 2, he said, look, my father Saul is seeking your life to kill you. He said, therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in the secret place and hide. There are times when you need to get to the secret place and hide. I, I, want, I want to put it out there because it is important that you understand that sometimes God will put you in the secret place and he will hide you from the works that are going on around you. You know, the, the, they, they looked around and they said, we know where David is. We, we know where he is. By the time you get to 1 Samuel chapter 23, he said, we know where he is. He's in the strongholds in the woods. He, 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 David is there. We, we know where he is because he had been taking himself out of their reach and went to the strongholds. You got to know God, God has a way of, of working things out for you. And I, I, I never will forget the, the, one of my favorite passages of scriptures just for God's tender care of his love prophet. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 3, the prophet is told, say, look here, I want you to go. You go over there toward eastward and hide by the brook of Sharith. He said, which flows into the Jordan. Just go there. Hide by the brook. Because when you get there, I will supply you there. And God used the brook to supply him and the raven to bring him food. God said, I can supply you in the hiding place. I can take care of you. Uh, I, I, uh, 
I love the psalm, and sometimes I just like to read the psalm uh, meditatively just to read because I just love the, lyrical, the lyrical portions of it. It's so melodic in its tone, and sometimes it's so uh, endearing in the word and language. So in Psalm 17, verse 8, the psalmist says, Keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me under the shadow of your wings. God, keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me, hide me, hide me under the shadow of your wings. Well, you know, all of us, those of us who are, have been in the church and, and worship any amount of time have studied Psalm 27. We, we love Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord, the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? All that, all that's good stuff. But when you get to verse 5, there's the shout for me. Verse 5 has the shout because verse 5 says, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Now that's shouting right there. That, 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 that gets me excited because the psalmist says, God will take me into his pavilion in the secret place and God's going to hide me. And that, that's important. It's important that you see that God can hide us and that, that, that God will, will, will hide us in order to rescue us in order to take care of us in the midst of this storm. And I, I ought to say this, because this is interesting. When the animals were told by Moses, uh, by, by Noah to get on the ark, I don't know what communicative method he used. I mean, you know, if you were putting two of everything, whatever existed at that time, I don't know what the method was. I don't know if he said, get up, horsey, or, you know, you know, whistled and everything started running in there. But I do know this much. They don't get there unless they cooperate. They've got to cooperate to get there. And once everything is in, including Moses, God shut. Y'all missed it, went over your head. In other words, there's some things that we've got to be smart enough to cooperate with in order to get the blessing from them. Now, I know we've had some uh, inept leadership that has gone back and forth on whether or not to wear masks and, you know, whether or not you can go here, there. What you need to know is subscribe to the best uh, expert technology, expert witnesses and expert wisdom. Um, don't, don't pay attention to those who have a political agenda because their agenda could be driving how they do business. You just think about it. When politics drives the agenda, politics does what is in its best interest, not necessarily what is in the best interest of people. So you got to cooperate. I, I thought I would put this in here. H hidden suffering will be revealed. Hidden suffering will be revealed. Hidden suffering will be revealed. Now, this is important. I'm just taking this right out of the text. I didn't make it up, didn't have to go chase after it. It was in the text. The text says the earth will reveal the innocent bloodshed upon her. 
One text says the, tech, the, the earth will reveal those who were murdered and it will no longer cover up the slain. I want you to see this. Eight minutes and 46 seconds a modern day knee lynching. Eight minutes and 46 seconds a modern day knee lynching. George Floyd was underneath the knee. But what happened was because we were in the midst of a pandemic, every eye was turned and the tension that the sequestering had created caused an epoch moment in the earth realm. Others had died before him on your screen there. There's a picture of George Floyd. There's a picture of Javier Ambler. And there's a picture of, you, you can see them. You can see the women and men who have been killed over the time. You can see them on the screen. You, you have to know that what's interesting about some of those faces, you've seen them before, but the name of, of Javier Ambler, who died back in March of 2019, was not known to us because he was killed in a traffic stop. He was killed in a traffic stop, and during the traffic stop, they shocked him so many times with the taser that it stopped his heart and killed him. We wouldn't have known his name if it hadn't been for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. We wouldn't have known his name if we hadn't been in the midst of a pandemic that caused an uprising, that helped an uprising to happen. We would not have known his name. That young precious brother there with the plaid shirt, Elijah McClain. That, that brother was 23 years old, a massage therapist in Aurora, Colorado. He was killed in a police encounter just walking home because somebody said he looked suspicious. He was killed just walking home. They took that boy. Who, who was an introvert, and they shot him with ketamine in the middle of the street, told, supposedly to calm him down, and all you had to do was let him go. Now, the reason my heart gets torn up on this young man here is because we've got some young sweet children here, some, some people here who are, who, who are, who are introverted. We, we've got some folk here who, who are on the spectrum, uh, and, and those, those persons don't like to be touched. They don't like to be yelled at. You, you, we've got some people who've got some things, and, and, and all I can think of is one of them. I got a young man watching me right now. My main man loved me, and I love him. He, he, he's watching right now, and I could just see him in that spot. Elijah was just trying to walk home, had paid for his stuff at the grocery store, had bowed to the man behind him, and he couldn't make it home from a police encounter, and it was not even a stop that was necessary because he had done nothing wrong. I want to show you something. Let me contrast that. His blood... It happened August 24, 2019. His blood, finally, as a result of the pandemic, as a result of what happened in 8 minutes and 46 seconds, finally bubbled up to the national surface, and you see people just now emotionally reacting to it because the blood of the slain will no longer be covered. 
Let, let, me, let me show you the difference between that. You, you probably don't even know the name of James Egan Holmes. You, you don't even know his name, James Egan Holmes. I bet you'll remember this story. He was in Aurora, Colorado, and in 2012, he went into a movie theater, dressed in tactical clothing, set off grenades, shot into the theater multiple times. Twelve people were killed. But when they arrested him, not a scratch on him. And he got a day in court and he's in jail right now. Elijah couldn't walk home and hadn't killed anybody, hadn't stole anything. Oh, you, 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 might, you know the name of Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof was, was the one who went into Emmanuel AME Church and committed a, an atrocity, prayed with people, and then shot them up. And, and, and you know, when they arrested Dylan Roof, they arrested him. Now, I had to make sure I was right because I remembered it, but I had to go back and check it. According to the Charlotte Observer, when they arrested him, he was hungry and hadn't had a chance to eat. So they took him by Burger King. He massacred folk at the church at Emmanuel AME Church, and he got to go to Burger King. And this young man, Elijah, couldn't even walk home and had not committed a crime. Breonna Taylor, say her name. Breonna Taylor, say her name. It's been over three months and her story was almost completely lost. Breonna Taylor was in her own home, in her bed, and on a no-knock warrant, they busted in the door and shot up the place. The, the autopsy recently came back. She was shot in her back at least five of those shots. Say her name. Breonna Taylor. And yet no justice has been done on her behalf, on the behalf of her family. But oh, because of what is going on now, her name is being called and people are remembering her. And the WNBA has found a way to honor her even during this season if they're allowed to play. But you know what happens? When the WNBA says we want to honor Breonna Taylor, when we want to honor the fact that our people are being killed in the street, then one of their owners who begins to act like a slave owner instead of a club owner, she begins to suggest that this is not the time for that. Instead of honoring Breonna Taylor, you need to put a flag on each one of the, of the jerseys because this is the time to honor them. Wait, wait a minute. Why do you keep running back to the flag? This is not the flag. This is death. This is murder. But I want to say something. It's going to mess you up right here. When the Bible says that there will be a revelation that the blood of the murdered will not be, be left out, I want you to think of something. Because if you're really honest with yourself, it's been strange. As the, as the uprising has taken place, the statues of Confederate soldiers were knocked over. All of that work of the Daughters of the Confederate, all of that, 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 that lost cause rewriting of history, 
trying to say that this that, that the war the civil war was not about slavery all of that rewriting of history that that takes out the the cornerstone speech and that that removes the fact that the the vice president of the new confederacy said that this was about slavery himself that all of that gets erased but those statues start falling down boom 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 but watch this blow your mind all of a sudden Columbus statues start toppling. And everybody's like, what, what is this? What's going on? And in other countries, statues were falling down of various fascists and wicked, blood-murdering leaders. And folks said, what's going on? And I realized the blood of the slain. You see, you see some folks don't see Columbus as a hero. Some folks think that the whole mythology of it must die. Because see, they go back to the Trail of Tears. They go back to all of those Native American people, all of those indigenous folk that were driven from their land that was given to them by treaty according to the Sixth Amendment should have allowed them to hold on to their land. Driven from their land and they were dying along the way and were not even allowed to bury their dead. The Trail of Tears. Uh, the, oh, oh, yeah. The, the, it goes back to the thing that happened here, even in our own southeastern Connecticut, when John Mason and all of his soldiers massacred and even close to nearly wiped out the Pequot native tribes. That blood is, is crying out. That blood is crying out. The blood of slaves, the blood of the Middle Passage is crying out. And I thought the blood had stopped crying. And then all of a sudden, Deshaun Jackson stuck his foot in mouth and said something about the Jewish community. And all of a sudden, I realized, here it is. Now the blood of those who died in the Holocaust. Murdered and crying out again. The six million Jews. The blood is crying out from the ground. It will not be hidden. The blood of black and brown babies who are dying of random street violence is crying out in the street. The blood of Latin American people, Latinos and Latinx who are trying to get to this country for a better life, who are coming across the Rio Grande, coming across waters and dying in the waters and even being murdered by ICE agents. That blood is crying out. The blood of their babies right now of 154 kids. They can't even account for that they took from parents and don't know where the parents are to connect the kids back with their parents. The blood is crying out and you can hear the blood of the slain crying. I heard, I heard, I heard Genesis 4 verses 8 through 10. Cain rose up and killed his brother. Verse 9 says, God asked him, said, where's where Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. The, the, the blood is crying out and hidden suffering, hidden suffering is being revealed. I, I, I'll, I'll close. I, I know I'm, I'm, it's rough. Last point, and I'm done for the day. I will be back. But hidden strength will be restored. Hidden strength 
hidden strength will be restored. I, I, I got a word in my spirit about this hidden strength. God said, I, I'm, I know you've been through some things, and I know you don't think you have any strength, but you got some strength. Same, same, same book, Isaiah. Uh, he, I, you got some strength, uh, Isaiah chapter 40. He, he jumps ahead. And the 40th chapter starts the beginning of God's reclaiming his people and, and getting ready to encourage them to make it. That it's going to be all right. I'm, I'm going to be with you. I, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. So by the time you get to verse 27, he says, he says, Why you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. And my claim is passed over by my God. I, sometime when, when stuff happens, you can feel like God's not paying attention. But verse 28, the, the, the writer says, Have you not known? And have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? <laughs> His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. I feel my strength done come. And to those who have no might, he increases. I, I, I feel hidden strength about to come out. I know you might be tired and weary, but God promises I'll give you strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord, ah, hidden strength. Hidden strength. Those who wait upon the Lord, those I, I, we will wait this one out. And while we're waiting, God promises that He'll be with us. While we're waiting, God promises that He'll give us strength. He says, "I'll renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint." Yeah, wait, wait this one out. Wait it out. God is up to something in the midst of this mess. God may not have said it, but God surely knows how to use it. God can use it. And he'll give you strength. Hold on and hold out. Help is on the way. Strength from above. Strength from above. Whether you have to go out or whether you can stay in, there's still a hiding place in God. Hallelujah. Come on and bless him online. Well, y'all help me bless him. Let me just bless him for the word. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. We honor you, Lord. I want to extend an invitation. Maybe there's somebody who's listening to me right now who wants to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know, the Bible says the day you hear my voice, heart or not your heart, you can write me right now or give me a phone call, let me know, and we'll be right back in contact with you. We will want to join with you. We, I don't care where you are in the world. If you will write me here and you can send me an email, let me know. Church administration at shilohnlcomplex.org. You send that email to me. Just tell me, I want to be a part of that fellowship. I want to give my life to Christ. Leave a phone number. We'll call you back. We'll get right back with you. You let me know what God is doing in you. We love you and we praise God for you. We are rejoicing 
in the Lord that you tuned in today. I want to tell you a praise report. I, you, she alluded to it in that beautiful prayer when Deaconess Brown was praying. But we are just so excited that Reverend Jackie, Pastor Jackie Williams, pastor of the Mount Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in New Haven, Connecticut, is out of the hospital and out of the rehab. He's back home. And uh, when he went back home on Friday, his church family found out he was home and they grew up and had a parade by his house, honking horns. The neighbors came out celebrating with him as he returned back home. That parade line going around his house, celebrating how good God is. Hallelujah. We're going to do a class. We're going to do a, an online conversation with him soon. And we're going to give him a little more time to recover, and we're going to talk to him, and you'll be able to see him and talk with him and be in his presence as we celebrate what God is doing in him. I love you today. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Our prayers are going up. We're trusting God, and we know that God is with you. I want to give you an opportunity right now. Take this moment now. Join us in giving today. If you're not a part of Shiloh, you can still join us in giving. Use your cash app. Use your Givelify. Send it in the old-fashioned way. I don't mind. Whatever way it comes, get your gift into the house of the Lord. Now, if you notice, in all the time we've been out, I have not begged. I don't do that. I figure like this. If God is blessing you, if the word is helping you, if the ministry is go going forth as God has planned, then you'll want to support. And I pray you want to be a partner with us. If you're a member of Shiloh, you know the tithe belongs to the Lord. But please don't forget your offering. And your offering is that which is above your tithes. And if you are able, give your offering. And those of you who join me with the Standing with the 70 and our capital campaign at $25 a week, I praise God for you and I pray that you don't, rem don't forget that during this season. Amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Come on, band. Y'all can, can give it to me right now. Yeah. The Lord is my light, salvation. Who shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light, salvation. Who shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. One more time. The Lord is my light, salvation. Who shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light, salvation. Who shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? One more time. The Lord is my light, shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light, salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. 
stepped up over these last three months just handling his business. He's been been a great blessing and excited about it and excited. So excited about our choir. What a wonderful job y'all did today. God bless y'all. So good to hear you singing and lifting up the name of the Lord. I know that there are many of you who need prayer and we're praying for you and uh, uh, please keep Brother Chandler Ray and Deacon Chandler Ray in your prayers. He's going to check on his family. His father's in the hospital and uh, mothers not at home alone keep them in prayer please pray for each other we're praying for Nate and Kathy Glenn keep them in your prayers please keep them in your prayers I know they're in Virginia but they are part of our Shiloh family amen and we love them and we miss them and we're still praying and I'm so excited to see a lot of, uh, of Shiloh uh, participating in some of these videos and uh I'm so glad to see them. I saw Katie in there. My mama would be real happy to see her in church. Amen. I'm just, uh, amen. We love you. We love all of you. And it's just so wonderful to see you all singing and lifting up the name of the Lord. We're going to keep doing stuff. We're going to be in, innovative every week, bringing you exciting worship experiences. You tune in with us on Tuesday night, and we're going to be talking and sharing with one another. I want to keep Sister Brenda Thomas in our prayers today as well, and uh, and want to keep her before the Lord. Amen. Amen. We want to keep people praying. We know that God is able to do anything but fail, <clears throat> and I know each of you know someone. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to make it a priority to call someone, a member of a fellowship, and just greet them. Amen. Just say hello. You know, people, uh, if you're not out regularly and you're used to being out, these are difficult times for you because you can feel the sense of loss of community. But we can make community by communicating with each other and sharing with each other and showing love to each other. So reach out to each other and show one another love. I love you all the love of the Lord, and you will not change my mind. God bless you, Shiloh family. You know what? We've had a great service. It's been a great time in the name of the Lord. I, I want to just tell you right now, and uh, I, as the band continues to play, I want y'all to realize something, that the God we serve is yet alive. And don't you get yourself all upset when you can trust in God. Why fret when you can pray? Amen? Amen. And we know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. 
Our dear sister Letitia was supposed to have her Minister Notes will have her program last Saturday, but because of weather, it has been canceled, but it's being rescheduled, and as soon as it's rescheduled, we'll let you know. Uh, Minister Miller's preparing a program with men standing up uh, for the 28th, and so that's in your bulletin, and so please check in on your newsletter, see what's going on here at Shiloh. God bless you. I love you all with the love of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to go in peace, and I'm going to pray the peace of God go with you from now henceforth and forevermore. Shalom. And another one. Yeah. Come on, bless us, man. Come on, Captain Fingers. Shalom.